Hi guys, and welcome to a very special episode of Horror Nights In with me, your host, Crystal. So this evening, I will be picking apart, giving my opinion, and talking about all the Halloweens, including the most recent, of course. So if this is the first time you're hearing my voice, shame on you, but also hello and welcome. I upload a new podcast every Saturday uh, around 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But of course, with it being Halloween today, October 31st, it is a very special edition of Horror Nights In. Be sure to follow me on all my social media listed below. Let's get into this evening's podcast. And also, of course, there are spoilers in this podcast. So don't come for me. (laughs) I'm also going to try and keep this as organized as possible, but uh, just bear with me. So usually in um, a standard podcast that I have, I start with a couple ratings of the movies and then I give a brief synopsis. Um, Then I do a detailed description of the movie. But tonight, since um, we're doing pretty much every single Halloween movie, um, I'm going to be discussing the connections, uh, the Easter eggs, and my overall opinion on the Halloween series. So let's get started. I'm also assuming everybody knows the synopsis of Halloween and Michael Myers. When Michael was six years old, he butchered his sister Judith Myers uh, with a butcher knife on Halloween. And then he tried to kill his other sister, Cynthia Myers, a.k.a. Lori Strode. Um, But, of course, her family put her up for adoption to protect her from her evil brother. Her evil brother then went to uh, the Smith Grove Psychiatric Ward and has been there ever since. Um, So I actually watched Halloween H2O before I watched the original Halloween. Um, I was 11 or 12 when I first watched H2O. Uh, It was released in 1998 with a running time of 1 hour and 26 minutes. Um, Being 11 years old and very um, naive and ignorant, I thought it was funny that a scary movie had the same name as the scientific name for water. So of course that stuck with me forever, Um, but I watched it anyways because I clearly didn't understand the title. Um, I did like it. I actually didn't watch the original Halloween until a few years later. I was really into how cool Michael Myers was and how he just didn't give a fuck about anything or anyone except for killing his whole family. Um, So I definitely was into that idea. So after I watched uh, Halloween H2, I did get more into scary movies, but I um, I branched out to other horror movies I revisited the original Halloween after my dad recorded it one Halloween uh, when it when it was on AMC. Uh, the movie was released October 27th, 1978, with a running time of an hour and 31 minutes. So I made myself sit down and watch the whole thing because I wanted to understand um, the original. I wanted to see where Michael Myers had come from because at the time I had only watched Halloween H2O. Um, and of course I loved it. And I can imagine watching this movie in 1978 and being completely terrified of everything. Like, I wouldn't want to babysit any kind of kids. I wouldn't want to go trick-or-treating. But uh, I also just wanted to touch just a little bit um, to call out the younger generation who thinks that the original Halloween isn't scary or that it's boring. I always say to them, like, guys, you have to remember this movie came out, you know, 35, 40 years ago. And back then, the world was a much different place. Like, they didn't see the shit we see now. 
And they also didn't have the horror movies that we have now. We have the craziest, nastiest, sickest, goriest horror movies that I think anybody could ever imagine creating. I mean, guys, we have the human centipede for fuck's sakes. The movie's disgusting. I actually do like it, so I cannot, um, you know, I can't harp on it because I do like the human centipede. Um, but I mean, we have movies like Hostel and Saw where it's literally just like you're going to drill your eye out, cut your own foot off. Um, so they didn't have movies like like that, you know, 40 years ago. Um, I also like to explain it to, uh, I like to compare it to the Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity. When those movies first came out, they scared the shit out of people because there was no such horror movies as found footage. Um, it was something that people had never seen before. So it's the same idea when Michael Myers first graced the screen because there wasn't too many, you know, mass villains out there killing babysitters. Um, so I want to touch on that a little bit. So, of course, after watching the original, I backtracked and I watched, um, you know, Halloween 2. I watched Season of the Witch. I watched The Return of Michael Myers, Revenge of Michael Myers, The Curse of Michael Myers, and then, of course, H2O and Resurrection. Um, I did watch Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. Um, I didn't watch them all in one sitting, but, of course, I could if I wanted to. Um, so, yeah, I know there is somebody I follow on Twitter that's doing that right now, and I can't remember his name, and I'm so sorry. I suck. Um, but he is currently watching um, all of them in a row, and I was checking. I was keeping up with his um, live updates. Um, so, in the course of these eight movies, the ones not redone and directed by Rob Zombie, we learn that Michael Myers um, escapes from the mental hospital to kill his sister, uh, he is then shot by his doctor, Dr. Sam uh, Loomis. He falls off a balcony. Then Lori, being totally traumatized, goes to the hospital. Um, but of course, after you know being shot and falling off a balcony, Michael Myers isn't dead. Halloween 3 is a toss-up. Some people like it. Some people hate it. I think it was just a little weird. Um, so I don't really have too much opinion on it. I watched it a very long time ago and I only watched it once. We then learn that Michael Myers awakens from his coma to hunt down Jamie, who is, who is his niece, who is the supposed child of Lori. He's then shot again, survives. In, in the next movie, he hunts down and now mute Jamie out of a children's hospital. Now, if you guys have listened to my other podcasts, you know that I hate horror movies that use children as prey. So obviously, these two were not my favorite. Um... We then find out why Michael Myers was the way he is, and it's because of a curse called the cor uh, the Curse of Thorn. Um, the Curse of Thorn is an evil curse used by the Thorn Cult. Uh, it only existed in um, the movie's four through six timeline. The Curse of Thorn is placed on the child by the cult leader. It commands the child to kill his entire family as a blood sacrifice to keep the cult alive. Um... So, the movies then teeter off for a bit until we get to H2O, which introduces, of course, the one and only Jamie Lee Curtis returning back as Laurie Strode. Um, she is in hiding with her son. She has a son now, and she's the headmistress of a private school. Um, I really liked that movie, as I mentioned earlier. But then we get a little cheesy with Halloween Resurrection, with a reality show going into the home of Michael Myers and obviously meeting their brutal end. This kind of, I feel like it pays a little bit of a homage to found footage. 
um, because it's essentially what they're what they're creating is found footage. Um, so then we get into Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. So I haven't said this on my podcast or on Twitter, but I really do like Rob Zombie. Um, I actually listen to his musical. I go running. I think it's great. I think it's definitely, it's a bop. So, um, and also, uh, house of a thousand corpses is probably my favorite scary movie of all time. And that movie came out in 2003. So when I found out that he was going to direct this movie, I was super excited. Um, I know a ton of people did not like these Halloween movies, but I, I, I just, I liked them guys. Um, I do have to say Halloween 2 was better than Halloween 1. Um, and Rob Zombie is known for his gore. And his were very gory compared to John Carpenter's original Halloween. Um, I don't want to get into uh, too much into comparing and contra- contrasting uh, John Carpenter versus Rob Zombie because my podcast would be four hours long. But safe to say, even though I love Rob Zombie, Halloween original 1978 is the winner. I do like how Rob Zombie um, kind of made it more of a realistic reason why Michael Myers is the way that he is. So he obviously bypassed the whole curse thing. And, you know, nature versus nurture psychology majors out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, So now uh, we are on to Halloween 2018, which I thoroughly 100% enjoyed and loved this movie. If you follow me on Twitter, you obviously know this already because I tweeted it. <laughs> I tweeted out as soon as I left the movie theaters that I loved it. It was so good. Um, so Halloween was released October 19th of this year with a running time of one hour and 46 minutes. And it was directed by David Gordon Green. So this movie basically ignored all the movies in between the original And this one, which is fine because I'm always down for rebranding. But as you guys know, I have tons of questions and comments and concerns, which I address later in the podcast. So stick around. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis also returns as the iconic Laurie Strode. But she's a little off her rocker being traumatized by her her psycho brother. But considering they got rid of all the in-between movies, they aren't known brother and sister. And it's chalked up to be roomy. A rumor by Lori's granddaughter, Allison. So as you guys know, in Halloween 2, uh, it is revealed to the audience that Lori is Michael Myers' sister. But considering they got rid of everything in between, it's not really known if, if Lori knows that she is related to Michael Myers. I have to assume that she does. Um, but like I said, it's, it's never really made clear. So maybe they'll do what they did, uh, you know, with the original Halloween 2, and it'll be revealed in Halloween 2, 2, (laughs) Um, whenever they decide to release another one, if they release another one, which I think they will. Um, So, and also, Lori's home is basically just a big old trap for Michael, but of course, Of course, we never see Michael Myers actually dead. Uh, I think in order to really, really kill him and kill the series is we need to, like, separate his limbs and ship them to opposite ends of the world. But, of course, then there wouldn't be a sequel, and I want another one, so that's never going to happen. So then, so now that we have a very brief synopsis of all the horror movies, I want to get into the Easter eggs from the 2018 movie 
and how the director and the team paid homage to all the previous Halloweens. I do know that the director and the team worked very closely with John Carpenter on the movies. John Carpenter also um, revamped the Halloween theme song. He added, he added in some extra things and made it a little bit more edgy. Um, so of course, right from the beginning, we have the, the same typeface, color, and unrotting pumpkin in the opening sequence as we did in the 1978 version. Um, I really felt like this movie, it was pretty much a rewind of the original Halloween. Um, also shout out to Dana Haynes and Aaron Corey, who are our podcasters in the movie. And I loved that. Um, so basically <laughs> any horror movie, any horror movie re reviewer podcaster's dream is to go visit Michael Myers in a psych ward and also interview Laurie Strode. Um, obviously we don't want to be brutally murdered in a gas station bathroom, but you know what I mean. So I really liked that idea. Um, and my friends, when it, when we found out that they, they were podcasters in the movie, they were like, oh my God, that's you. And I was like, it's me, but I don't want to be killed and murdered. <laughs> um, so we also have this song that plays on the radio when the father and son duo come upon the crash bus from Smith Grove Mental Institution. So because the budget was so low in the first Halloween, Curtis and Carpenter came up with a song uh, that she sang while walking home, and it's the same song that plays on the radio. Um, now, the only reason I knew about this Easter egg was because I read an article before, and um, I can't wait for this movie to come out on DVD so I can go buy it and listen to that part and rewatch everything over and over again, just like I did with the original Halloween. Um, also, shout out to Shutter today for showing Halloween for free all day. You guys rock. Love you. I turned on my shutter this morning and it was just like Halloween everywhere and I was so stoked. So go check that out because um, shutter is amazing. So anyway, let me get back on, on track. Um, so also, I know a lot of people didn't particularly like the kid dying. Obviously, neither did I because I'm not cool with kids dying. Uh, but it did pay tribute to the first movie when Dr. Loomis... Uh, goes to search for the patients, and the passenger gets killed, a.k.a. the son, um, in the 2018 edition. Also, another note about Smith Grove, to eliminate all the in-between movies, uh, we also um, have Michael never escaping Smith Grove until now, 40 years later. So it is assumed and it is known that Michael Myers was put into Smith Grove and never escaped until tonight. Um, we also have the phrase, the shape. The reason Michael is referred to as a shape for script purposes for Carpenter. So it just stuck. And then of course, he's always lurking in the shadows and the dark. And for a lot of the time, we only ever see his silhouette. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, in the first, in the original Halloween, we only get, um, snips of like him walking and like far away. We never really get like a close up until later into the movie. Um, we are then introduced to the phrase again in the, in, um, Halloween 2018 when Lori crashes the dinner party, um, crashes the family for dinner. And she says that she sees Michael's shape being moved from Smith Grove Institution. Um, and she has like a little bit of a breakdown. Um, her character, or I'm sorry, his character is also listed as a shape in the credits, which is the way that it was listed in 1978. Um, we also have a new Loomis as Lori, Lori coined him. 
So Michael Myers has a new doctor. His name is Dr. Sartain. So this is the part of the movie that that was a little meh for me. Um, so in the original, Dr. Loomis wanted Michael destroyed, while his new doctor, Dr. Sartain, wanted to release him in the wild to see evil in its true form. Um, he also puts Michael's masks on, mask on, which was a little cheesy to me. I didn't really like that. I feel like he was kind of mocking Michael a little bit. Um, but we also know that Dr. Sartain is the reason that the bus crashed. He killed the sheriff and then he kidnaps Allison and throws Michael Myers and unconscious Michael Myers into the back seat with her of the squad car. Um, so we then see that Michael was awakening next to Allison and I have a theory as to why he doesn't kill her. Uh, Michael is on one mission. He wants to kill Lori and he's trying to get to her as quickly as possible and his doctor has him trapped so obviously he kills his kidnapper I just don't think he gives a shit about Allison Allison is not a threat to him um so I think that's why he just doesn't kill her and why he smashes the doctor's head in which was pretty gruesome but also living for it um, then we have the killing of the babysitters, which is what Michael is known for. Also considering Carpenter wanted Halloween, uh, or Halloween was almost, uh, called the babysitter murders. Um, so it definitely pays its respect. Vicky being the babysitter in 19, in, I'm sorry, in the new one is brutally murdered. And Michael puts the iconic sheet over her head as he did to himself in the original when he killed Linda. Um, he also puts the pumpkin in the fish tank next to her. Um, also, shout out to Julian, the little kid she's babysitting, for being the best comic relief in the whole movie. Hilarious. Um, we also have Michael Myers stealing cars uh, to get back to his hometown. Uh, he also loves murdering mechanics for their apparel. Uh, he was also, which I didn't even realize this, in the first Halloween, he had a pretty standard build. Um like, he wasn't some huge, like, Hulk linebacker guy. So, uh, Green definitely want, paid, hom paid homage to that as well. Um, and we also get the iconic Nick Castle to play a few key scenes as well. Uh, we also get the creepy sheets blowing in the wind. First, when Laurie looks outside to see Michael Myers. And then when Vicky's boyfriend, Dave, is going outside to get stoned. Um... That scene also reminded me of The Conjuring. If you guys remember when um, she's outside hanging the sheets and she's outside hanging the sheets. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my Siri went off on my watch, guys, and it just brought up The Conjuring on my, on my Apple Watch. <laughs> anyway, um, if you guys remember that scene in The Conjuring when she's putting the sheets up on the line... And then one of the sheets flies up and it's like a person. Um, that was just a little bit of a correlation there for me. Um, and also probably one of my favorite, 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 favorite scenes in Halloween, the original, which I literally can watch over and over again, is when Michael does his iconic head tilt to admire his work when he savagely pinned Linda's boyfriend Bob to the wall. Uh, he replicated the tilt after he smashed in his uh, Dr. Sartain's head. So I missed that. Um, I have to go back and I've got to go back. As soon as this movie comes out, I'm going right to wherever and buying it. Um, because I love that scene from the original Halloween.
So, of course, we also have the prey and the predator story. In the original Halloween, Michael hunts down Lori, and now we clearly see that Lori is hunting Michael. Um, we also see uh, in the newer one, Michael supposedly hiding in the closet, which was where Lori originally hid. And, of course, um, the falling off the balcony in the disappearing act, which we see at the end of Halloween 1978. Um and there also is the iconic scene when her granddaughter, Allison, is sitting in class in literally the same position as Lori was. Uh, the camera is panning the same. She looks outside and Allison sees her grandmother, um, Lori, in the original Halloween. Uh, we see that Lori is sitting and she's the one who looks outside and sees Michael Myers staring at her. So it's definitely the roles are reversed. Um we also have Michael Myers murdering a woman in a pink robe and curlers, which is a replica of this scene from Halloween 2. Um, we also have the trick-or-treaters wearing the mask from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And I also just wanted to touch on the um, that disturbing baby scene. During the movie, my friends, looked my friends looked over at me, and they were like, they gave me this look like, he better not kill that baby. I just rolled my eyes and laughed. I was like, he's not going to kill the baby. Um, I explained to them after that he didn't kill the baby because he just didn't give a fuck. He wasn't being nice. He wasn't showing mercy. He just didn't care either way what happened to the baby. He was like, I'm on a mission to find this bitch and I'm going to kill her and I don't give a shit about babies. Um, so moving on to Lori's house, um, there are a few things she has that pay homage to the original. We have the same sun hat hanging on the wall. Um, we also have the dollhouse that's in, um, her daughter's room to replicate the Myers house, but the, the dollhouse is blue, whereas the original was white. Um, and of course we have, which I didn't know this, I had to, I read it in an article. We have the breathy ending, which means there probably will be a sequel and somehow he's still alive. <laughs> um, so if you watch until the end of the movie, Michael's iconic breathing, which is in the original, is added to the ending credits when the music stops, which of course I didn't know. But as I said, as soon as this movie is released, I'm going out and I'm buying it. Um, so now that we've covered most of the Easter eggs, I'm sure there's more that I've missed and didn't cover. Um, I wanted to talk about a few things didn't make sense and some of the other things I didn't notice because you guys know me I always question the horror movies um, It sounds like I'm never satisfied, but I am because I love horror movies. I just like, you know, I like I like talking about things and discussing things and you know adding my opinion um, so I was actually talking to my Twitter friends Patrick and Travis about all this uh, their Twitter handles are listed in the description, so definitely go check them out. They uh, know their horror, for sure. Um, so Patrick brought up a good point about how subtly frightening the original one was with one scene in particular, which I didn't notice until he told me. When Lori's friend Annie goes uh, to pick up her boyfriend Paul, we see that the car door is locked. She goes to get the keys, and when she comes back to the door, it's unlocked, meaning Michael Myers was still already inside. Um, so obviously, if she noticed this, she might have lived, but obviously it's a movie. Um, so then I was talking to Travis, and Travis brought up how um, Michael survived the gunshot wounds from Dr. Loomis and a second-story fall. 
Um, so basically we're saying like, how did he survive? Did they fix him up at Smith Grove? Like how did, did, did they find him and then just brought him there? Um, being that there isn't the curse anymore, how is he surviving all these gunshot wounds and his fingers being blasted off and a basement of fire? Um, so those are definitely some things that I was like, hmm, what exactly is going on? Um, Travis also made some other good points, so definitely go check out his Twitter for them and definitely follow both of them. Um, so then there's some other things that I found out when I was just, you know, reading and rewatching, um, and, you know, talking to, talking to my, my Twitter horror community friends and, you know, we were discussing how this movie is obviously much more gory than, the original Halloween, um, 1978, but at the same time, um, it definitely paid good homage to it. I particularly loved the scene where Michael Myers did the flesh-o-lantern. <laughs> he basically, I think it was the cop, one of the cops says he, like, um, skinned his face and then put, put, like, a light behind it and then put it in the lap of the other cop. Uh, I really liked that scene. It reminded me House of uh, the House of Thousand Corpses when Otis puts um, the chick's father's she skins the chick's dad's face and puts it on his face. Um, that reminds me a lot of that, and I really liked that scene. I thought it was really cool. I also really liked um, the just the kill scenes. They were just so brutal, and I just loved it because it's like Michael Myers just doesn't give a shit about anybody. You know what I mean? Like he is on one mission, he's got one thing, and he kills whatever he needs to kill or whoever he needs to kill along that path, you know, and he just doesn't give a fuck. It's like, what's going to kill you the fastest to get the fuck out of my way so that I can go kill Lori, and then that's going to be it. <laughs> um, all right, guys, so overall, I've always loved the Halloween movies. Michael Myers will forever hold a special place in my little horror heart. Um, horror, not whore heart. <laughs> um, also, if you guys have any theories or Easter eggs, um, opinions on the current Halloween movie or the or the series as a whole, just let me know. Um, just you know, tweet me. I'm I like to say I'm pretty active on my Twitter. Just tweet me, DM me. I always message back. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be it for this um, night's special edition of my podcast of Horror Nights In. I wanted to say Happy Halloween again to everyone that's listening. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate everything. I appreciate all the feedback and, um, you know, stay scary, stay spooky. You guys have fun tonight on Halloween. Stay safe. And, um, I will catch you guys on uh, this Saturday night with another brand new podcast. All right, guys. Happy Halloween.